Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Walter Bond is a former American pro basketball player who played in three of the prestigious NBA seasons. Following his successful sporting career, he switched the basketball court for centre stage as a motivational speaker and is now known internationally as Mr. Accountability. His unique approach to inspiring and motivating his audiences encourages people to take personal responsibility for their life and to place no blame on other individuals or institutions. By taking control of their lives and learning from their mistakes, he believes we can all reinvent ourselves, regain confidence in our abilities and become successful by looking at life through a different lens. So I'd like to welcome today's special guest, the one and only Mr. Walter Bond. Walter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandro. I'm honoured to be here with you. The honour is ours. Uh, it's been amazing. And, and we've known each other for, oh, I don't know, what. it's got to be seven, eight years, right? And you are a consummate pro. I've listened to you on the speaking circuit many times and you are one of the best, Walter. So it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Sandro. And, and you know, I had a previous life before the speaking business that really taught me and conditioned me on what being a pro was all about. So hopefully we get a chance to talk about that as well. Well, in the 30 minutes we've got, let's do our best. So I guess question number one, obvious one, just because I, I know a little bit about you. Why, why, Walter, does no one remember you played in the NBA for three seasons? Well, you know, I think it's a compliment. You know, you know, one thing my dad taught me when something is over, move on. Right. And so when my career ended, we moved on quickly. And within three years, I doubled my MBA income in business. And so as soon as my career ended, my wife and I began to build our speaking business and I would do international work. And so people know me more as a motivational speaker than they do as an NBA ball player. So I look at it as a, as a compliment. And I, I've had people say to me, you know, Walter, I've heard you speak. I've seen you play and you're a much better speaker. And so <laughs> my true gift, Sandro, is to motivate and inspire. Inspire. In my experience of making it to the NBA and playing at the highest level of basketball was really all about the speaking gift. So I thank God for his strategy and his plan. For a long time, I didn't understand that. You know, for a long time, imagine an eight-year-old kid dreaming about the NBA and you think that's the end. You know, you think that's the end all be all. But when you retire from sports, you're still young. You know, I was 31 years old when I stopped playing ball and I had a whole life ahead of me. So I want to thank uh, my father for really conditioning me mentally that when something's over, move on. And so we've been able to build a successful business that has dwarfed my basketball career. Well, uh, yeah, kudos to you because uh, it was quite a career. So um, tell us if you would a little bit, you know, we're, here we are, majority of us on this side of the pond, but, you know, this podcast now reaches something like 32 countries. So for those people who don't know the great Walter Bond, tell us a little bit about your background, Walter, you know, how you grew up, you know, just to, to get an understanding of who you are as a person. 
Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I encourage anyone who's not heard me speak to get a chance to hear my story in full, but had a very unique childhood, grew up in Chicago, uh, the big city of Chicago, Illinois. And my parents were teachers. My dad was a high school principal. My mother taught kindergarten. And so I didn't have, you know, the story that you hear about sometimes of, you know, the young black kid who grew up in the ghetto and the urban environment and had to fight and play his way out the NBA. Um, you know, I had to fight out of poverty or I had to fight out of a bad situation. You know, I had a great family, great parents. I was just a good basketball player, right? And it mm-hmm. made sense. And so um, what happened, though, my first high school, I went to a really tough academic school. I didn't do well there. And I ended up transferring to my dad's high school. You know, my first high school was a tough academic school, and I struggled academically. I was always good socially. You know, I've always enjoyed people, and I've always enjoyed sports. And then at that time in my life, academics weren't that important to me, to be honest. And so I didn't do well, and I ended up transferring to my dad's school. So my father became not just my father, but my high school principal and ultimately my favorite teacher. (laughs) And at his school, though, I learned to dream. You know, I learned to set goals. Um, I learned the importance of changing environments. You know, if you're in the wrong environment and not having success, you you need to change. You need to switch environments. And so going to my father's school was great. I got confident in the classroom. I began to be seen as more than just an athlete, more than just a fun guy to hang around. I got seen as a smart kid who was a leader. And what happened, I left high school confident as an athlete, confident as a student, you know, thinking I'm going to change the world. And I went to the University of Minnesota and found myself on the bench. And for a basketball star to sit on the bench, that's devastating. And so for a whole year, I literally didn't play. And I was about to give up on my NBA dreams. And my father always had me write my goals down. And as I was about to quit, he was like, wait a minute, son, where's your goal sheet? And I got my goal sheet out. And my goal was to graduate college, play in the NBA, and to make more money in business than I did in sports. And my father basically was like, look, son, if that's your goal, you got to go for it. And so I went to my coach's office and I asked him a question. Basically, what do I need to do to become an NBA ball player? You know, and I want to encourage anyone listening today, you know, you might have a dream or a goal, but you need to go get a mentor that can teach you or train you or encourage you on what you need to do. You know, if you want to be a doctor, just don't talk about being a doctor. What do you need to do to become a doctor? If you want to be a contractor, if you want to be an electrician, if you want to be an electrician, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, just don't talk about it. You need to go and get the steps. You know, what do you need to do to prepare yourself? What certifications do you need, right? What skill sets do you need to acquire? And I sat down with my coach because my goals were clear to me again. And he laughed in my face, basically. I said, coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? And he looked at me and he said, son, you don't play for me. And what he didn't understand was transformation. And what he didn't understand that I had that goal and I got distracted. So he didn't see the best me. And so when I got focused again, my coach began to see the best me. And he began to see me focused. He began to see me work hard and to be very intentional. You know, when you think about school, and we've all been to school, when class started, you were intentional about what grade you wanted. You know, some of us wanted an A in school. So you got intentional about getting an A. Some of us were very happy and very comfortable with the C in school. Average, satisfactory. So you did just enough to get the C, just enough to be satisfactory. You know, what I've learned in life is that we will typically get 
what we set our intentions on. And so by me having my goals right back in front of my face, I got intentional about making it to the NBA. Long story short, Sandro, within four years, I became the first ever undrafted rookie free agent in the history of the Dallas Mavericks to start opening night. For you NBA fans, for you basketball fans, what a transformation. I went from being a college reserve to an NBA starter in like three or four years. So I don't know where your life is right now, but you have no idea what can happen if you set some goals. You have no idea what can happen if you get focused on those goals every single day. You have no idea what can happen for you if you get the right mentorship, if you get the right people in your corner, you have the right support system. You have no idea how how high you can climb, how far you can go. So, Sandro, I played eight years of professional basketball. I played three years in the NBA. I finished up in Italy, Greece, and Germany. Yes, I played in Europe. Yes, I love Europe. But it really showed me the possibilities of what happens to a person if you get support. What happens for a person if you set goals and look at them every single day? What happens to a person if you have the right mentorship? What happens to a person if you get into the right culture? You know, it's just like a tree. You know, if you plant a tree in the right environment, it will grow. If you plant a tree in a wrong environment, if it doesn't get enough sun, enough the right temperature, if it doesn't get enough moisture, precipitation, it won't grow to its fullest potential. And so my basketball career was really a microcosm of what's possible, not just for me, but for anybody. So I'm on a mission. I'm on a worldwide global mission to eradicate the C student. For a long time, Sandro, I was a C student in school. I was a C student in sports. And when I made it to the NBA, that was the confirmation that, you know what, I can be an A student. You know, now as a Hall of Fame speaker, it's clearly confirmed to me that I can get an A in anything that I do. And so I go around the world motivating business leaders on how to create A students in their company, right? Imagine a company with a thousand A students, okay? Everyone are performing at a high level. Everyone's setting high goals. Everyone achieving their goals. You know, I have a client right now, and we're taking 200 sales reps from a medical device company, and I'm teaching every last one of them how to be an A student. And the client is blown away because we've been taught and we've been fooled and we've been brainwashed that all, oh, you know what, the 80-20 rule, 20% of the people are going to do 80% of the work. I don't believe in that. If you condition people, if you train people, if you coach people, why can't you have 100% of the people all getting straight A's. So if I'm teaching a class, I don't need to give out a D if everyone's getting the A. Does that make sense? It does. I don't need to give B's if everyone's getting the A. If you nail the A, I don't have any problem as a teacher giving everyone an A. So when I go and speak for my clients, that's what it's about. I want everyone in your sales force to get an A. I want everyone in your leadership team to get an A. Anyone that knows me that's in my coaching program, it's all about being an A student because I used to be a C student. And I know why I was a C student. So I'm teaching people around the world how to get away from being average and how to excel and reach the top of the food chain in your industry. If that, you know what, Walter, if there was a group of people in this studio with us right now, you'd get a massive round of applause for what you've just said. That was, that was absolutely on the money. Thank you. So Thank how, you. how do you, how do you convey your, your success? I mean, you've, you've covered a number of things there already, but that those kind of messages uh, in terms of speaking, I remember being being in an audience listening to you speak very, very eloquently, if I may add, uh, where you talk about 
your, your pity party. That that's the, that was a standout for me. So talk to us a little bit about your your concept around the, around the pity party, the boombox. Right, right, right. Well, that, you know that that pity party concept has has made me famous, basically. And the the overarching story, Sandro, is mental toughness. And in order to be successful, the first thing that we need to do is get our mind right. Right. You know, if we're vacillating, if we're double minded, you know, it's so easy to quit. You know, it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to justify. OK, but when you get your mind set on being a doctor, a lawyer, a motivational speaker, you know, you got your mind set on having an international global podcast. And guess what's happening? One day it started as an idea. Right. And now you're putting the work behind the idea and you're well on your way to having an international impacting podcast. You mean to tell me within months you have 28,000 viewers or listeners? Come on. That just lets me know what's possible when any of us get intentional about being successful. The moment I went to my coach and got intentional about being an NBA ball player, my NBA dream was birthed in that moment. The day I got intentional about becoming a Hall of Fame motivational speaker, my career was birthed in that moment. And I've really learned through life, until we get our mind right, until we get focused, until we get committed, right? You hear about the joke about when we have breakfast, you know, the pig and the chicken. You know, the chicken contributes to egg, but the pig is committed when we eat the bacon, right? <laughs> you know, in order to be successful, we have to get committed, Sandro. In order to be successful, we have to get completely committed, which means there's no excuses. There's no there's no half doing it. There's no we'll see what happens kind of mindset. And here's what I talk about in the pity party. Things are going to happen. Okay, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have glitches. You know, you and I had a mishap and we tried to record the first podcast. Did Sandro Forte quit? No. You called me back and immediately let's reschedule. That's who I love. You know, I love that kind of person who's committed. You're going to have setbacks. Life is messy. Bring paper towels. But if you're not intentional, if you're not committed, if you're not in the right frame of mind, it's easy to quit. And again, I refer back to the A student, C student metaphor. An A student is pissed when they get a B, mm -hmm. right? They're freaking angry when they get the B, right? And they're going to do something about it to make sure they get back on the A track. A C student gets a C and they're good. You know, a C student gets a B, and sometimes that B makes them uncomfortable, right? Like, oh, don't get excited. Don't, get, don't, don't have any high expectations of me. I want to sit over here and hide because when you're average, all you're doing is hiding. You're hiding from the world. You're hiding your true ability. You're hiding everything about you. So I teach anyone, I don't care if you're 13 or 30, when you get your mind right, okay, and you get intentional, and no matter what, I'm not going to quit. I'm telling you, success is just a matter of time once you get that mindset. And so the first thing I talk about in any keynote that I have is why I struggle with my mindset sometimes. Mm. And until I change my mindset, until I can convince me that I can be successful, until I can convince me that I can play in the NBA, until I can convince me that I can be a Hall of Fame motivational speaker, it was not going to happen. So the first person we need to convince is ourselves, because as a man thinks, so is he. The moment you are convinced, the moment you are truly convinced, I'm telling you, Sandro, that individual becomes an unstoppable force. If you're not convinced, 
you can be discouraged and quit. If you're not convinced, it's easy to give up and throw in the towel. So when I talk about mindset, you got to be convinced. And when that setback comes, go ahead, take a break, throw your pity party, but <laughs> never let a pity party last more than three days. I'm good now. A pity party might last 30 minutes tops mm. because that mental anguish will discourage you from getting back on the track of being this unstoppable force. So it's all about mental toughness. And that's probably the one, the number one thing I learned on my journey to the NBA. Wow. So um, in terms of mental toughness then, Walter, and, you know, you transition from a successful career in the NBA to uh, an even more successful career as an international speaker of of some repute. Um, number one, I'm interested to know where that sudden epiphany came from when you decided that you wanted to be a motivational speaker that's that's kind of part a of the question and then part b is i think i probably know the answer to this one is that in terms of mental toughness and mindset as you've already talked about um is it different in sport basketball in particular to business or are the same prerequisites uh required for both Sandro, great question, and I'm going to answer part a first you know i talked earlier about mentorship and I want everyone to hear me clearly. Any great person, I don't care who they are, I don't care what industry they're in, the one common denominator, they have some kind of mentor, right? You remember the movie Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. What a great movie. But it's a metaphor for life, right? Mr. Miyagi was the mentor to Karate Kid. There's no way any of us can be highly successful without mentorship, okay? A mentor's job is to push you, drive you, nurture you, and to be patient with you until you become exactly what you want to become. So to be a motivational speaker was not even my idea, Sandro. My college basketball coach, when I left the University of Minnesota, looked me in my eye, and he said, son, you should be a motivational speaker. Now, at 21 years old, I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? What is a motivational speaker? I didn't even know there was an industry. So literally 10 years later, 10 years later, Sandro, when my career was over, we stumbled into it. OK, and I remember what my coach said 10 years prior. And so if you want to be a mentor, your job when you mentor someone else is not to focus on what's wrong with them. Focus on what's right with them. There's an old saying that you can't look a gift horse in the mouth. Some of the most brilliant thoroughbred horses in the world have a really ugly mouth. Right? <laughs> so you can focus on the mouth. Or you can focus on the beauty of this amazing creature that can run down that track faster than any horse in the world. I had a mentor in my life that saw that motivational gift inside of me. And that's the only reason I pursued it, because of mentorship. Now, the second part of your question is also a great question. And I forgot the second part. Can you rephrase it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was asking you about uh, how, whether mindset in sport is linked to mindset in business. You know, there's a lot of people that find transitioning from one place to another difficult. They have mental challenges and roadblocks around that stuff. It, are there similarities between success in sport from a mindset perspective and business? You know, Sandro, in my mind, business and sports is the perfect parallel. Why? Because you first have to have a vision. You know, my vision was playing the NBA. You know, so when you start a business, you have to have a vision. You know, how big is my podcast going to be? How big is my manufacturing company going to be? How big is my law firm going to be? You know, whatever business you have, 
whatever business you have, you first have to start with some kind of dream, some type of vision. But after you have the dream and the vision, now it's about developing skill set. Okay, I wanted to play in the NBA, but I had to really work on my skill set. I have to dribble, I have to shoot, I have to rebound. So every day, Sandro, in basketball, I had to work on the fundamentals of basketball. Okay, you can't play in the NBA without being fundamentally sound. So every day I drill dribbling, shooting, rebounding, defense, all of the fundamentals of basketball for years, every day until I mastered the fundamentals of basketball. So when I left basketball, Sandro, and got into the speaking business, my wife and I didn't even focus on money. We focused on mastering the fundamentals of the speaking business. So any business person listening today, your success is based on your vision. But also, once you get the vision, you need to go and develop the fundamentals. You need to go master the skills, right, that you need to master in order to be successful in your industry. So we started mastering the speaking business. And I paid attention, Sandro. Great speakers, Hall of Fame speakers. I don't care if they're male or female. I don't care what their deal is. There's two qualities of a great speaker. You must, you must first be incredibly entertaining and dynamic. You have to be able to hold an audience's attention for 60 minutes. The second quality of a great speaker is that you have to give your audience great information. If you can be entertaining and dynamic and, and give your audience great information, you can be a great speaker. My wife and I knew that when we began the industry. So in the beginning, we focused on creating incredible entertainment quality value on the platform, okay? Many people say, you know, that I'm one of the most entertaining and dynamic speakers they've ever heard. Why? Because that's a skill set that we mastered. It's a fundamental that we mastered. My wife and I went to a workshop in London where I learned and got trained on how to connect with my audience better. So we spent a lot of time, money, and industry mastering the fundamentals of being a great platform speaker. Now, here's the funny part. I had no information, Sandro. I had no content in the beginning, but I knew it. So think about this. The vision to be a great speaker goes back to the fundamentals I just shared. Mm -hmm. You must be entertaining and dynamic, and you must give your audience great information. Those two fundamentals has made me a Hall of Fame speaker. But in the beginning, I only did one well, right? Mm -hmm. I could entertain you, but I had no information. So what I did is every day read books. What we did every day, we started to develop content. So now, 19 years later, I'm incredibly entertaining, and now we have so much content Now we're hiring curriculum designers. Now we're hiring other trainers. We're building training systems. Why? Because this business requires us all to be very entertaining and dynamic and to have great information. Those two fundamentals, 19 years later, have been mastered. And that's why we have success. So anyone listening today, the first thing you have to do is have a vision for your future, a vision for your business. And then once you have the vision, and I'm talking about think big. I mean, think outside the box. I mean, we just secured a training for a casino where we're going to train 3,000 employees, right? We could have done that, you know, 20 years ago. Honestly, that wasn't even a vision. But as we developed, as we mastered the fundamentals of a speaking business, new possibilities became available to us. But we first had to identify the fundamentals, and then we had to master the fundamentals. So here's my challenge for my audience when I speak. You run a business? Oh, you do? Okay, have you mastered the fundamentals of leadership? 
Have you mastered the fundamentals of selling? Have you mastered the fundamentals of marketing? When I share that with my audience, they look dumbfounded because mm. they realize they haven't. So you mean to tell me you're scratching your head as an entrepreneur trying to figure out how to get to the top of the food chain and you haven't mastered the basic fundamentals of business. If I went to a basketball player and said, look, you want to play in the NBA? And they said, absolutely. What do you work on dribbling? They said, no. Nope. What do you work on your on your on your shot? Never do. You want to be a soccer player, but you don't work on dribbling the soccer ball. You want to be a soccer player, but you don't work on striking the goal. You want to be a a a, a goalie, but you don't work on defending the net. I mean, how do you expect to play in the you know European soccer league if you don't work on the basic fundamentals of football? Let me say football because in America we say soccer. But the bottom line is, I deal with business people who want to be successful in business, but they don't spend any time mastering the fundamentals of their industry. So, long story short, basketball and sports. Basketball and business are the exact same metaphor. You have to start with the vision, okay, on how big you want to be. But once you see that vision, you got to get to work on mastering the fundamentals of your industry. I could listen to you all day. Now, uh, what many people won't know about you, Walter, is you are known in the industry across the world amongst your audience as Mr. Accountability. So obvious question I just want to touch on. Why, why do you place so much importance on accountability and encourage people, which is you know a human trait, let's be honest, of blaming others for their situations or the challenges they face in life? You know, I, I'm, I'm an avid Bible reader. And if you think about Adam, the first time he sinned against God, what was his response? It's that woman you sent to me. Now think about that quote. Think about that statement. Adam, the original man, blamed his woman and God all in the same sentence. Think about that. So almost naturally, the human spirit struggles with accountability. And that's the core hindrance to, to all of us. You know, it's so easy to blame someone else. It's so easy to get divorced and blame your wife. It's so easy to see your kids behave a certain way and blame them. It's easy to blame the economy. It's easy to blame your employees. It is so easy to blame. And that's indigenous inside of all of us. Our first instinct is to blame. You know, I sinned against you, God, but it's not my fault. It's that woman you sent to me. OK, in one sentence, he threw his woman and God under the bus all at the same time. And so the moment I became accountable, the moment anyone becomes accountable, you open up new possibilities. You know, I'm, I remember looking in the mirror, Sandro, with tears in my eyes during my basketball career and basically saying, you can't shoot the basketball. Your, 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 your jump shot is not very good. And it was emotional, right, to be honest with myself. But here's what happened. The, moments I, the moment I confessed that, it opened up new possibilities. And so the fact that I own that, I went to my coach and said, look, I got to improve my jump shot. So we, we constructed my form. We worked on it every single day. And by the end of my career, I turned a weakness into a strength. You know, I told you earlier, I'm very honest with my skill set and ability. When I first started speaking, I was entertaining and dynamic, but I had no content. I had to own that. I had to be accountability. I had to be accountable to that. OK, so right now, whoever's listening, what is your weakness? OK, what are your shortcomings? Short, what are your shortcomings? Do you have a temper? OK, are you a poor leader? 
Okay. Do you lack patience? Do you lack integrity? Whatever it is, be honest. Because until you can be accountable, until you can say, my fault, my bad, I got a weakness, I got to get better, you're not going to get better. You're going to be stuck. If I would have never admitted my weaknesses as an athlete, I would have never played in the NBA. Because you can't work on a weakness you're not aware of. <laughs> right? Yeah. The moment I, I, I became aware of my weakness, I was able to work and improve my weakness. But if we justify our weakness, if we make excuses for our weakness, if we try to avoid and, 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 and disguise our weakness, if we try to blame someone else, Sandro, first of all, you're stuck if that's you. And second of all, I think you open up, the, you, you close the door of what God can do for you, honestly. Mm. Right. If if Adam would have said my fault, God, my fault, I'm sorry. It would have been a different dialogue. I think what God got angry by was Adam's excuse of why he sinned against God. And so when we lack accountability, honestly, I think it's a spiritual thing. <laughs> think about how powerful what, what I just said is when we lack accountability, we close off the possibilities of what God can do for us. But the moment we acknowledge weakness. The moment we repent of our sin, all of a sudden there's a new spirit world available to us. And I'm telling you, once I confess my basketball sin, all of a sudden that weakness got turned into a strength. And the way I look at the lack of accountability, it's like a kryptonite that can cripple any man. Think about Superman, more powerful than a locomotive, faster than the speed of light, can jump over buildings in a single bound. But the moment kryptonite came around, Superman was weak and was basically crippled. And that's the way I see accountability. Mm. When you are accountable, you are powerful. But when you lack accountability, to me, that's when you are in your weakest state. So I want everyone to be strong through accountability and not weak through the lack of accountability. Great, well said. Uh, I want to just step back because we don't have very much time left. Unfortunately, I could go on listening to you all day. But uh, the eight-year-old kid, to, to use your exact words earlier on, the, the conversation that your dad had with you as an eight-year-old, uh, let's now presuppose that, this, that the eight-year-old Walter Bond is now talking to the Walter Bond I'm speaking to right this moment in time. And he's saying something like, Dad, right, I'm just about to go out into the big wide world and I just need a few words of wisdom to help me on my way. What would Walter Bond, with all his experience, say to that eight-year-old? You know, if I could talk to any eight-year-old kid in the world, you know, my first comment would be to think big. You know, because we did. When we were eight, we would go to school and the teacher would ask us, what do you want to be when you grow up? And at eight years old, there were no limitations. You know, at eight years old, you don't think to be realistic. You know, at eight years old, you don't even think about what's not possible. The only thing you have is your imagination. And I remember when I was eight years old, the teacher would ask that question. And we would stand in the front of the class and declare in front of everyone that I'm going to be a millionaire or I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor. You know, nobody stood up in the front of that room at eight years old and said, I'm going to be a failure. Nobody stood up at eight years old and said, I'm going to be an alcoholic. I'm going to be a bum or I'm going to go broke or I'm going to be, you know, homeless. Nobody declared that. You know, at eight years old, we were fearless. At eight years old, we had the confidence and the whole world ahead of us. What happens after we're eight years old is what I'm concerned about. When that setback comes back, you know, when you get rejected from law school, you know, when, you're, when your wife wants a divorce and you didn't see it coming. What happens when these life challenges come our way, we quit. 
We get discouraged and we get off track from what we wanted to be our whole lives. What I'm telling you, Sandro, and the whole world listening, when I was eight years old, when I stood in the front of that class, I told everybody, I'm going to play professional sports, right? And when I'm done playing sports, I'm going to be more successful in business than I was in sports. That's something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to live in a big, beautiful house. I always wanted to have a cute wife with, with three kids. Guess what? I got the house. I got the wife. I got the kids. I played pro sports. And now I'm more successful now than I was in sports because for some reason I had support for some reason I had mentors and through the journey, I've been able to become everything I wanted to become that I wanted to be when I was eight years old. So right now I don't want to speak to any grown men. I want to speak to that little boy and that little girl inside of you. Who's trying to come out right now. Somehow you've justified somehow you've made excuses. Somehow you've let life take you over instead of you taking over life. Let me tell you something. Life doesn't happen to you unless you let it. Life should happen for you. And I believe as a man thinks, so is he. And the first step in our journey is the mindset. The first step in our journey is mental toughness. At eight years old, we had dreams, okay? But if you didn't have support, you quit. If you didn't have support, you give up. If you didn't have support, you get discouraged. Now, did I get discouraged? Absolutely. Did I want to quit? Absolutely. But my mentors in my life wouldn't let me quit. My mentors in my life would pick me up and dust me off when I couldn't do it myself. And eventually, Sandro, I learned how to pick myself up and dust myself off. When you're a little kid at two years old and learning how to walk and you stumble and fall, mom is right there to pick you up and get you back on your feet. Right. Mom and dad is encouraging you. Take the step. First step. Walk toward me. And when you stumble and fall, they don't tell you to stop walking. They tell you to get back up and try again. And that's what I'm telling the whole world. You're not two, but you're trying to walk into this destiny of being an entrepreneur. You're trying to walk into your destiny of being wealthy or rich or being a doctor or lawyer or being a pro athlete. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. But you got to learn how to pick yourself up. You got to learn how to dust yourself off. And you got to learn how to have mental toughness because no matter what comes your way, if you're intentional about your future, you can get everything that you want. But you must be mentally tough and you must have good fundamentals and you must be accountable. I can go on and on kind of preaching success, <laughs> but I kind of laid a little bit of a nut, you know, I laid a little bit of a foundation of what I'm about. But more importantly, all I'm doing is really preaching success principles. Okay, so if you hear any other motivational speaker who's successful, they're going to be saying the same exact things, maybe a little different, because when you become successful, you know exactly what it took to get there. And I was coaching a guy yesterday and I taught him the keys to success in his industry. And that's what a coach does. You have to have a mentor. And I'm successful now, not because I'm some great person. I got support. Mm. I had amazing people around me that were able to coach me, train me, and teach me until I figured it out myself. Wow. Brilliant. Um, finally, final question. And, and very briefly, if you don't mind, because we've run out of time, how do we find out about Walter Bond? Because there's going to be loads of people wanting to connect, find out about your speaking and where you are and what you're doing. So in a, in a few brief words, how do we find out about you? Well, you know what? The name Bond is a power name, right? My kids <laughs> love that name. Okay, so it's easy to find me. My Our website is WalterBond.com. 
Walterbond.com. Walterbond.com. Our brand new book, Swim, is coming out um, in July. I want to encourage everyone to go and pre-order the book at Walterbond.com. And I'm going to tell you what the book is about, Sandro. It's about what I talked about today. It's a business parable about mentorship. And real briefly, a shark never stops moving. It's called Swim. I can't give all the details, but it's really about how a shark operates. The beauty of a shark, as I teach how a shark operates, is that a shark allows others in the ocean to go with them. I I don't want to give too much away, but there's a fish called a sucker fish, and a sucker fish connects to a shark in the ocean, and it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. My father, my basketball coach, other mentors were my shark, and I was their sucker fish. And so when I talk about mentorship, it is beautifully displayed in our book, Swim, that's available. Highly recommend everyone on this call to pre-order the book at WalterBond.com because this really encapsulates what I talked about today and the power of mentorship. I am going to go right online and pre-order. So uh, how do I sum up this wonderful podcast? Um, You are, Walter, a great man, great speaker. That's probably doing doing an injustice. A fantastic speaker with a wonderful message. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of an incredibly busy schedule. Um, Great friend. Long may you continue to uh, share the words of wisdom that we've touched on today that other people want to connect with. Thank you so much and look forward to connecting with you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Sandro. Thanks, my friend. That was the Sandro Forte podcast and what an amazing guest Walter Bond was. There are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming weeks. So please, of course, make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some great tips on success. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's podcast. Remember, please, that Sandro's with an S, same on all channels. And we'd love to continue to hear your stories, ideas, anecdotes, challenges, or simply whatever motivates you. So please keep the emails coming. Hello at sandrospodcast.com. And if you can, please leave a review on iTunes so we know what you'd like more of in the future. Thank you.